With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. How you doing? This is Bill Williamson. This is Silver and Black Pride. This is our podcast. We have a lot of fun. We're doing it once a week here in the offseason. We just talk about everything that's going on, catch you up. I always say that it's not your job to know everything that's going on with the Raiders, but it's my job, too. So we'll catch you up. We'll have fun. Um, it is going to be Tuesday late, Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning where this podcast posts. Um, you know, we have a little news the NFL, you're able to sign players again after a little bit of an embargo on that. And the Raiders are interested in no other than Javadion Clowney, the number one overall pick in 2014. Of course, Khalil Mack went four picks later. Mack's a better player. Clowney plays a, a, a premium position where you are linebacker, excuse me, where you're a pass rusher and where you get paid as a pass rusher. But his deal is. He's a really excellent run stopper. He's a plus run stopper, not a plus pass, uh, you know, pass rush guy. Solid player. Would he be the missing link to the Raiders? Eh. He, they certainly wouldn't be worse with him. I don't know if he's, quote, the missing link. You know, Oyanek from the um, Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars, who'd be more expensive, but he's more explosive. He'd be better get, but he cost he cost more in contract and trade compensation. So there you go. Uh, Clowney, I see Salami, an old friend. Uh, he's a Denver radio station host, pretty well connected in the NFL. He reported yesterday that the Raiders made him an offer. Gruden really wants him. I'm talking about Clowney here, but. That there's other offers that are higher than that for Clowney. And, you know, the Raiders may not get him. They don't have a lot of money. Um, I looked into it, talked to some folks inside the Raiders, and that's exactly the read I got on it. I was told, quote, it's not that hot. Um, He wants to get paid a lot. I never say never. Anything could happen. Um, There's been recently, obviously Clowney's not getting what he wants. He thought he was going to get paid the first couple of days, and he didn't. And now it's, you know, right before training camp, three weeks uh, exactly. Um, so, you know, he's going to get a, a, a smaller deal. Obviously try to get a bigger deal. for probably be a one- or two-year deal. Try to cash in next year. Um, who is the teams interested? Well, I mean, it's rumored that it's Seattle who he played with last year. And Cleveland. And Cleveland just uh, redid a deal for Olivier Vernon. And there's reports that they would probably take him out of the them out of the clowny talks. So maybe there's just one team ahead of the Raiders now. Now Seattle say Seattle. Say, you know what, we don't want to deal with Clowney. So now maybe Clowney his only option is the Raiders. So, you know, they're they're not out of this thing. Um 
you know, they're going to have to make some room. You know, a lot of fans say, well, cut Eric Harris, cut Peter in, cut Nicholas Morrow, cut, uh, you know, Carrier. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to cut some guys. You know, Gabe Jackson, no, because his, guarantee, his contract's guaranteed. So if you cut him, you're eating 9.6. Um, so you can't do that. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I mean, they can do it. When there's a will, there's a way. But, again, I don't think he's the missing link. He's a very nice player. I also see some people say, oh, well, now that they're talking about Clowney, that means they don't like Clinton Farrell. No, I wouldn't say that either because Clowney's only going to be a one- or two-year guy. And Farrell is still young. The thing I like most about this is that John Gruden is lip, lip, licking his chops. He sees a good player and he wants to get him. He reminds me, you, you're not going to like this comparison, but he, he reminds me of Mike Shanahan. And Shanahan won two Super Bowls, so it's not, it's not that bad of a comparison. I covered Shanahan for a long time. Whenever there was somebody out there that he thought his team could get, Shanahan looked into it. And and Gruden's the same way. And I, I like that attribute. Um, Gruden and Shanahan are both the you know, the final say guys. They're they're, they're it. That's the their their decision. Um but you know, I saw somewhere it said, Well, Mike Mayock is, you know, kind of a Personal reason for him, okay. But, you know, if Gruden wants something, he's going to get it. But the fact is they have no money, That that's part of the deal. So, again, can they get him? Sure. Is it likely? No. But is it possible? Sure. Um, would it make the Raiders a Super Bowl contender? I don't know about that. I still think a lot of things will have to happen. But it certainly wouldn't make them worse at all. A lot of people are saying, hey, well, we got no state taxes in Nevada. Yes, but neither does Seattle. So that's, you know, there's other teams in the league with no state taxes. Top of my head, the Texas teams, uh, Florida teams, Seattle, and the Raiders. There might be somebody else. There might be somebody else. So, you know, that it's a nice thing. It's it's not the most important thing, but it's it's nice for sure. Um, so yeah, there you go. You know, we talk about the coronavirus is always, always new developments every day. You know, now the preseason uh, games one and four gone. So the Raiders just have two and three. So it's one game. Um, and it's not even official, but it's probably going to be week two at the 49ers. And then week three at Home, first game in Las Vegas. Can't forget that this beautiful new stadium's coming. Um, and that against, against Arizona. Players don't want a preseason. So w- there's so much to be figured out. The players don't want 11-on-11s in camp. I'm, you know, if this doesn't happen, there's no preseason. <clears throat> the first few games are going to be wild. They're not going to be a good quality. You know, people say, well, that happens every year. Well, okay, it'll be even worse this year, and it'll be longer. So there you go. Um, and, you know, I talked to somebody who's been in the league for 25 years today, and he said, it's going to be a low-level football. But fans are still going to watch it, and you're still going to love it. It's going to come down to coaching, schemes, planning, 
clock management, all that stuff, but it's even be more because the players are going to be rusty, so the coaches are going to really have to scheme it up. Um, that may be good for the Raiders in their first game against Matt Rule, who's never been an NFL ca- head coach before. Might not be so great against Sean Payton in the next week and then Bill Belichick the next week. But we'll see. So, But it's just a work in progress. We're always going to be talking about the weirdness of this season because it's going to be a freaking weird season. I did a post late last week. Would you sign a waiver to go to a game in 2020? Because there's been some talk that the NFL wants to figure out a way to get some fans in the stadiums. Of course, it's all going to be in accordance to local guidelines in every state and every city's having different either success or struggles in this fight against this damn virus. Um, and, you know, so, but if it's a possibility, they may have fans sign a waiver basically saying, if I get the coronavirus, I'm not suing, you know, the Raiders or I'm not suing the NFL. Would you sign a waiver to go to a game this year? And I did the poll, and a lot of people said yes. A lot of people said yes. Some said no. A lot of people say yes. I think I would probably say yes, too, because just the excitement. Oh, I'm, I actually have a be- a chance of going to a game this year, and all I got to do is put pen to paper. Hell yeah, sign me up. So I think that might be some of the excitement there. But, yeah, I know you guys want to get there, and you deserve to be there. We all deserve to get our lives back. And that would certainly be a really nice way of getting our freaking lives back. We need normalcy and we need sports, but we also need to be healthy and safe and you know, so it, it's it's tough. But again, all I can say to you is expect more change and more upheaval you know, look what baseball. Baseball's been back practicing for five days and a lot of teams have stopped already because they're having troubles with the testing. So I think baseball will figure it out, and I think other sports leagues, including the National Football League, will figure out from what baseball's learning from, too. So I think it's going to help if the NFL is starting a little later. You know, it starts in September. They're going to learn. Everybody's going to learn on this thing together. Um, so we'll see. You know, it's rivalry week the last couple weeks at SB Nation, the home of Silver and Black Pride, of course. And I did polls on who do you think the biggest rival is in the division? I think we talked about it a little bit last week. The Chiefs nudged the Broncos at 53 to 47. That's 100%, guys. Chargers didn't even get a percent, I don't think, last time I looked. I expected, you know, that to be that battle. Recency bias won out. If you're not familiar with that term, it's a sports betting term. And it's, you know, things that happened recently is that you you have it in your mind. And the Chiefs are the freaking Super Bowl championship champions, so you probably hate them a little bit more than the Broncos at the moment. So I think if this was a year where both the Broncos and the Chiefs went 8-8, eight and eight, you'd pro- Broncos would probably be more hated. I think that's a little bit more of a natural, but, you know, it's close. Um, this week I did a non-division Raiders rival poll. My choices were San Francisco, why? The Bay Area rivalry. New England, why? Well, Tuck Rule and everybody hates Tom Brady and everybody hates New England. P- 
Pittsburgh, why? The immaculate reception and the 1970s ri- rivalries that I think is just the greatest part of football history ever. I love it. I want that in my veins. I love that. Can't get enough. Seattle, some people say, why? Well, read the story. It's in the story. But, well, they were, you know, if you're an educated Raider fan, you know that Seattle was a conf- uh, a division rival for 26 years. And then um, who else did I have in there? Oh, the Rams because of the L.A. rivalry. And I was a little surprised. I usually you know, a little surprised Pittsburgh won won the the thing. So Pittsburgh is the is the rival of the non conference n- n- non division. Excuse me, which I think is great. I was expecting it to be New England or San Francisco, maybe a little New England, but it was it was Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and then New England. The other two teams didn't really get much. I gave another you know an, another team option. A couple people voted, and I think people said Ravens or Dolphins and. You know, okay, but that's fine. Everybody, you know, hey, we're all, we're all, we all have our choices. But I was interested about the Steelers. I really was. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a lots that's going on. Um, my Kenny Arthur, who writes some on Silver and Black Pride, has a poll about you know who's the most important Raider offensive players this year, and I think it came down to Carr, Jacobs. Hudson, Waller. Talking about Waller, ESPN has him as the fifth best tight end in the league. And you really can't complain with it. He isn't hot. You know, the, the, the four on top of them are Kittle, Kelsey, Ernst, and Gronk. And Gronk's the greatest tight end of all time. But this is, and if you don't think so, I've talked to Shine and Sharper about it, and he said Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time, and that's good enough for me that a Hall of Fame tight end says that. Gronk is a tremendous player. But, you know, this year he's the fourth after coming back from a year off, so I get that. But who cares? Number five? Waller? Nobody's heard of Darren Waller two years ago. He was out of the league on, you know, substance abuse issues. You know, the Raiders claim him because they like what they saw on the practice, uh, on the warm-ups. Greg Olson. Guy has... 18 catches going to last year. He has 90 catches last year. Plays great. He's the fifth best. Stories like that don't happen often. It's just a tremendous, tremendous story. And you guys should be so proud and so happy to have that guy. You have a lot of guys on this roster that you should be so happy to have. We've talked about Jacobs and Max and, you know, you know, Certainly there's others, but those two youngsters that jump out, um, you know, and, and, and this guy, Hudson, for sure, you know. Waller is definitely one of those guys. You know, I see, I keep seeing these great pro football-focused stats on uh, the new uh, corner, uh, Prince America Kuma, Kamara. You know how me and names, I, I screwed up. I'm not embarrassed. No disrespect. I just, you know. I'm goofy with names. But anyways, this guy, he had a pretty good year last year. The Raiders got him a pretty good price. So maybe he starts. Maybe we'll see. The Raiders got a very young cornerback group. So this guy can play and get things done. That'd be phenomenal. 
little bad news yesterday. We knew it was coming, but it came. Patrick Mahomes signs a basically a 12-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. And it's a pretty cap-friendly deal. It's They're going to be pretty. This guy's a superstar. Any team in the NFL would love to have this guy for the next 12 years at, at those terms. So don't fool yourself. Oh, that bill's coming and they're not going to have anybody. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes and 52 uh, beer salesmen. No, no, they're going to be good and they're going to be fine and he's going to be great. And this team's going to be a pain in the butt for a long time. But get better than them. Get better than them. I saw another ranking. I think it was PFFF. PFF. Um, top 32 offensive lines. Raiders were number 11. I don't really care if they're higher. I don't, you know what? 11's pretty good. And... Six of the ten teams that were ahead of them went to the playoffs last year, and the other four are decent. So, to be a good football team, you usually need a good offensive line. So, if the Raiders are going to be good this year, and we all think they can be and they should be, the line's going to be good. So, this line has a chance to be good. So, just be happy that it's an upper-level line. And I, I think if it stays healthy, and I'm a little worried about that because some guys are a little banged up, and it's a little bit of an older group. But they can be an excellent, excellent line, for sure. Um, David Carr, brother of Derek, was on NFL Network yesterday and had to ask, you know, he's an analyst and prediction who's going to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. He picked Hunter Renfro. How about that? Nice little pick, right? You guys will take that. You'd be pretty happy with that, right? He said, hey, Derek knows. Derek knows he's good, so why not? means Hunter Renfro's had a nice offseason, you know, the offseason that they've been able to have. So pretty good. So, hey, we're going to be back next week. This is Bill Williamson. Uh, This is Silver and Black Pride. Hope you got a little smarter. I'm not just saying smarter from listening to me because you probably got a little dumber hearing me, but just the information because of the things that I see and, 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 and transfer to you. Hope you had fun. If not, you'll come back next week and we'll try it again. But this is Bill Williamson. Uh, This is our podcast. You guys be safe. You be happy. Take care of your family. Take care of everybody. We'll see you.